listening to the Gear 30 Podcast, a community, you could even call it a support group, for people addicted to outdoor adventuring and all the gear that goes with it. There is no shame here. In spite of what your spouse or partner may say, we believe it's okay to own five tents, seven backpacks, and 18 jackets. Our slogan, inspired by the great explorer Sir Ranolf Fiennes, is, there is no such thing as bad weather, only inappropriate gear. So if you're an aspiring outdoor adventurer, a mountain guide, or anyone in between, you are in the right place. Welcome to the Gear 30 Podcast, where we talk about outdoor adventuring and all the gear that goes with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what was the one that you did last week? That, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember how you did it, but it was... I don't know. It wasn't that good, but oh. it was just different. <laughs> yeah, it was I'll come up with something. <laughs> um, so, over the weekend, I was uh, car camping with the family. And my wife and I and our kids were sleeping in the tent. Would you consider it hardcore car camping? Oh, definitely yeah. hardcore. Yeah, we had a tent. We had yeah. to sleep on the ground. Uh, a tent? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Did it rain or anything? <coughs> well, I guess it wasn't that hardcore. No, it was perfect weather. <laughs> it was perfect weather. Sunny, yeah. breezy. We were camped in a in a grove of aspens. Mm. Yeah. yeah, hardcore. Yeah, it was hardcore. Sounds pretty crazy. Had the bikes. Um mm. So, yeah, so we we're camping, and my father-in-law, my, we were with my wife's family, and we usually do one or two car camping trips, uh, just short ones, uh, each summer with them, and then we usually do, like, a, a week-long backpacking trip with them as well. And so this last week was one of those trips, and um, they normally, they grew up with a trailer, like a fifth-wheel trailer, and they would go camping. Camp trailer. Camp trailer. Um, they'd go camping like, mm, I don't know, two, three weekends a month throughout the summer. They just used it all the time. They were always up in the mountains camping. And um, they finally sold that original fifth wheel. It was like 20 years old or 25 years old or something. It was, it was old. Probably not that old, actually. 20 years. And um, and so they didn't have a trailer. We are going to go car camping, and, and so they rented a trailer from someone who had a trailer that was renting it out on like rvshare.com or something like that. And so they rented a trailer and um, on the drive home, my wife and I were having a discussion here. We were talking about- Was this the trailer, the trailer talk? It was the trailer talk, yeah. yeah. When, when our kids get a little bigger, we have more kids if that works out, do we buy a trailer? Do we continue to car camp with a tent and cooler and those types of things, camp stove, just the the normal way we've been doing it? Or do we do kind of in between and do like the overlanding style where you're you're camping out of your vehicle, maybe you have a rooftop tent, you've got your your, uh, kitchen, drawer, slide out, Mm -hmm. some of those types of things. And so it's like a, or like a camper van, that type of thing. Do we do something like that? Because we're thinking... If we had a camper van or if we had something overland type style thing, we'd probably get out more. It would mm. just be more convenient. We'd probably get out more. Um, but it's expensive. Or, or do we just go for a full-on trailer? But if we have a trailer, then we got to get a 
they have to have a vehicle that can pull that trailer and all those types of things, which we do have right now. But I was going to say, do you, is that step, that's step one. You have the vehicle. Yeah, we do have yeah. the vehicle. But so anyway, we're having that discussion, and I just thought maybe we could discuss it here. Okay, so um, we didn't bring up RVs, like Class Cs and Class As. Right, yeah, that's your your domain. That's so I have an RV and I have a, in a van, neither of which are new. <laughs> right. One's in the RV's in '81. Although the interior is in really, really good, fantastic shape, I do have some plumbing issues. But it's really not that old. Forty years. Yeah. I was driving. So our our first major trip, we drove it to the UNAs, and and stuff was just flying off of it. Like, because um, <laughs> it's like what is what is uh, that freeway that goes past Evanston, whatever that is. One, I can't get up to speed. I eighty. I eighty. Yeah. Like I've got these semis <coughs> passing me. And then I had the strips that were supposed to be on the side, like the vinyl strips on the side, just flapping, <laughs> just like whacking cars as they're trying to drive by. I'm like, yeah, so I had to pull over and peel, take those off. Um, got some issues. Uh, I think if you buy RV, buy a little newer than 81, maybe, maybe, I don't know. But because the thing that sucks about it is, yeah, I don't dare drive it very far. And so it's like, oh, we thought it was going to be great. Except for the fact that it's very unreliable, so that's not very fun. Yeah. Um, but when you get it there to the camping destination, it is nice to have everything in one. And it, every family's different. So my wife actually loves condos and and not camping. Yeah. And so this RV provides more of a condo lifestyle where you have a fridge and a stove and a nice big bed and sleeping for everyone and nobody's cramped and the and, and so even though it's an old RV, once you get to your destination, it's great. Bad things about RVs, especially the older ones, is like we have hard shell stand-up paddle boards. Well, you can't, how, you can't even put them because there's no wide, there's no doors that open that wide for hard shells to go. So you can't, you got to somehow get them on top of the RV, which is like you need a hook and ladder system or something. Like right. it's, it's impossible. So you'd have to go with like, or if you have a canoe, like you got to freaking get those things on and i've seen people with canoes on top of their rvs i'm like props dude i don't know what pulley system you got but that's impressive so um you have to think about those kinds of things if you have toys it's hard to haul that stuff sometimes depending on the rv you have um so convenience i really like owning a van and my van is old it's 87 uh it really does only supposed to sleep two adults but we've slept two adults and three kids um before because you just make it happen and, right and they don't love tents but they can there's room in the vans but it does come with all the amenities uh, um depending on the kind of van you have it has a pooper it has a, a two burner stove a refrigerator closet space um and then most importantly it has four captain's chairs so four people can sit in there uh with the uh, seatbelt on and be and be safe while, while driving vans are interesting because and the reason i think they're so popular um what if you own one you realize like you can you can treat it like a car right. you can park in a car parking spot you can maneuver around town like it's a car um but if you need to be an rv and and turn it into an rv all of a sudden you're an rv you go to a camp spot and all of the 
living spaces with you, you just brought it with you. Right. And anything from the smaller end, um, what are the Wanigans or Fanigans or whatever? The yeah, they could be W. Like the, like, um, Corey just bought one, the Pop Tops, pop top which ones. are freaking awesome. Yeah. And, and I, I kind of wish mine had a Pop Top because, I mean, that just imme immediately extends <laughs> your um, square footage without, I mean, it go, but it goes up. You know, so uh, you have an extra bed and all this. Um, those are fantastic. And then you've got anywhere from the, and I follow a ton of them on Instagram, which probably many people do, all of the overbuilt, is what I would call it. The like the Earth the Roamer type? Well, oh. the Mercedes Benz um, type vans, which are very it's popular. Sprinters, the sprinters. Four wheel drive. Yeah, whatever. and I think they're, you know, everybody overbuilds the hell out of them for Instagram. But. <laughs> <laughs> What and we, no other reason. I mean, you got, yeah. I mean, I still have them put lights up inside of my inside of my van because um, it does not have its own Instagram account. Um, <laughs> although, although, although it is a famous van, for those locally know that we we use it first Friday as an art piece where we have bands that play out of the van and it's it's kind do of fun to do. Local rock concert type things. Yeah, but I like I drove it to work today. Like I, yeah. I just drive it around today because I it was kind of rain and cool and I. I like it. It also, for me, as a dad in a home that is not super large with kids, I can go into the van and have my own workspace. Yeah. So if you don't have your own office in your house, it create it's like a it is a mobile office. And I go in there. There's no TV. It, it, everything. It's like I don't know. It's just nice. You can go drive it to Pineview and park in or a, or a local park in the shade, and all of a sudden there's your mobile office space, which is pretty nice. So. They don't. I mean, mine. Mine is old, so it's a. It's not great on gas, but newer vans are pretty good on gas. Um, not four wheel drive. So bad thing. Like I couldn't take it over Avon. Like I could take my car up over Avon. So uh, some of the four wheel drive Sprinter options would be interesting to me because they you can go more places. Uh, there's some. There's some camping in Colorado around 14ers where man, you kind of need a need a four-wheel drive vehicle and if you really want to get out there i think a four-wheel drive spreader would be the way to go yeah, yeah. so <laughs> so the question is I, I think i probably know what you what you prefer i mean you kind of said it but um chase want your opinion so if you're if you're going one if you're choosing one of those options for your car camping adventures your kind of your outdoor vehicle adventures what are you doing I'd go with a van, Would you? for sure. Um, yeah, I'm I'm not a big rooftop tent fan. Um, here you go, opinion 101 of Chase. They're expensive and you don't use them that much. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people that buy them think, oh, this is so cool, I'm going to use this all the time. I'm and after one around town and everybody's gonna think I'm awesome. Exactly. And well, then after your first summer you're like, Oh, I used this twice. I paid two thousand dollars. I just paid a thousand dollars a night to use this tent. And you're like, Oh wow, that's and they're not as easy to set up as you think and I got that forerunner not too long ago and that was my first idea is let's get the rooftop tent for this. And I'm glad I didn't. Um one, you didn't have it very long. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Um, <laughs> you wrapped it around a tree. tree. So I just, I just don't think the price and the um, ease of use and all that. I just don't 
they're not my favorite. So if it were between, mine would be like an overland rig or a van, but I think I would go towards the van rig, get a four-wheel drive van. Like Brennan said, you can drive it anywhere. You can park it in the parking lot, um, but you've also got the convenience of parking in a parking lot because you've driven all day and just jump into the back and sleeping for a couple hours. You know, and I just I thought of two things when you were talking. One, because you're a skier, and I have driven my van to a basin, and and I lo- so I couldn't take it to powder because it's just not. But I could I could take a sprinter there, but I can't take my van to powder. Yeah. But to basin, and it's awesome because if, for lunchtime you can go in there and and relax in the van, and it's <laughs> oh, <laughs> and it, and it works very well because you've got your heated space and you can eat lunch in there, and it's fantastic in the parking lot of like it's so much especially if you have kids like taking the van to skiing is the best thing ever um also the i watched the video yesterday of a guy a youtuber who converted his jeep to live in it for a year and it's like a jeep wrangler kind of so i'm like oh that's a bold move uh cotton (laughs) um so but he had a roof rooftop tent and interestingly enough he said it like he also had a bed in his permanently in the on the side of his jeep so one half of his jeep was also a bed I'm like well that's a waste of space if you've got a tent on the top well the reason he had to do that is because if it's windy or he said it never leaked rain but if it was windy like it moved so much in the wind that it was hard to sleep in and it was and not super warm and so he even had like a full portable heater but really it was just warmer to sleep in the hard shell part of of the jeep which he stayed in it in the winter time and so it was just warmer in the jeep part than it was on that tent that's on the top hmm. so i'm like oh well, that sucks because now you've got like I mean, it's not a big vehicle to begin with and right. so if if you're so that tent should be your that's where you're sleeping every night. Like the one that's on top of your car should be your go-to, but because it wasn't, it got cold or in, in the high winds, it wasn't easy to sleep. So he had to sleep inside his car. So keep that in mind. Because you had a Land Rover and I had right. a Land Rover and I'm like, ooh, that'd be, you know, I've kind of thought about, ooh, should I throw a tent on the top of that thing, right. you know? And I'm like, well, I don't know. I just don't, if I had a van, I would make sure it was four-wheel drive because I could do those things, but I don't think it's worth turning my four-wheel drive vehicle into, into like, my camping vehicle. I don't know. It's, I don't know why I'm thinking the opposite, but, I, but I, I, think it's, I think it's more worth the money to have the van that has four-wheel drive than, like, an overlander. <coughs> I'm with you on that one. There's a, there's a guy that I, well... So there's a website called expeditionportal.com, and and uh, the guy that started Expedition Portal also started Overland Journal, and so I I ran into somebody that worked for Overland Journal a few years back at Outdoor Retailer, and uh, he gave me a magazine to read, and um, and I've kind of just followed them since because the the magazines are awesome. I. I interested in that type of overland travel stuff even though i haven't done a lot of it and um anyway so scott brady is the the guy that started it and if you talk to him he prefers just to sleep inside the vehicle so he had a like a land rover lr4 he's got a a g-wagon and a, a land rover defender an old one 110 and and 
It's had lots of different overland vehicles over the years. And what he prefers is to just set up a bed inside the vehicle. I actually love doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Except for, I think with, it's just that you typically you set, that becomes the space where all your stuff goes. And so you've got to unload it all. Right. So, so what he had, because he doesn't have any kids, and so it's either him or him and his wife traveling they've got a drawer system so they can store all the gear underneath and then they sleep on top awesome and then it just looks like a normal vehicle but they've got the fridge inside they've got Mm -hmm. all the stuff that they need um but they can sleep inside and so he does he prefers not to put stuff on top of the car because it's heavy it doesn't drive as nice it sways around corners and all that stuff and so he he likes that and i know a lot of people who do a lot of that stuff prefer that type of Mm -hmm. um that type of thing i i like that idea now if it's just the two yeah i i like this is crazy i mean that's great i like standing up in my in the van yeah i like to stand i don't know what i like standing up walking around a little bit it feels like you got a little mini home with you so right it's kind of nice and you can't do that inside your car right the um i've seen some vehicles that have the like jeeps and uh, land cruisers and other things that have a conversion where you can pop the top and sleep above you got like the yeah, tent pop top. Yeah. those are cool yeah for sure and um so then when you pop the top you can push the roof up and you can walk around when you need to and then you can sleep above and everything so that's kind of cool um but yeah i was just thinking about it and i think i'd go with the camper van as well um either that or you know just the old school car camping thing you load up your stove and your fuel and a cooler or maybe you have a maybe you splurge and you have a fridge in your car um well the but you sleep in the tent on the ground fridges are awesome yeah they are so yeah they so can run off your like cigarette battery or whatever oh really what do you call, what do you call that your t- 12 volt no 24 volt the cigarette lighter that's what i call it <laughs> i know that's what i call it too yeah, I don't yeah know. is that 12 volt I think it oh, might be. I thought it was 12, but I wasn't sure. I'm not sure. Yeah, so. Um, but you know what I. Uh, there's a guy out of. He's in Australia now. He used to be out of South Africa. He does a lot of overlanding. And he, he has a YouTube channel. It's real popular for that type of thing. He's been doing it his whole life and making films about it and written lots of books and other things. And um, he, he and his friends, when they do these big, long weeks-long overlanding exploration trips of Africa and Australia and other places, you know, some of his friends that have been doing this for decades, they prefer to just sleep in a tent on the ground. Mm-hmm. And so they just pull out their tent out of the back of the car and set it up, and that's what they prefer. And, um, you know, other people prefer to sleep above because if there are lions around or bears or Well, that's the attraction to me oh with the, uh, the on top of the vehicle tent is like, not much further away from a grizzly bear so (laughs) pretty stoked about that yeah yeah so anyway yeah there's i guess pros and cons to all of it but seems like a camper van is like the holy grail for me not too big has the has all the luxuries and it's easy to drive and stuff so what about the because you you went you uh, thought i was going there before but the totally overbuilt earth uh, roamers earth roamers which are freaking amazing yeah uh first of all you have to have like a couple hundred thousand (laughs) just to get into it but um they have like security systems 
not just four wheel drive, but go drive anywhere wheel drive, and then <laughs> drive anywhere wheel drive. Yeah, and then they're they're classy and nice on the inside. Right. And basically, um, zombie proof. So yeah, those are sweet. I like looking at them on the computer. <laughs> yeah. But they can look great on Instagram. <laughs> and honestly, it would be awesome to to use one. But I get. I feel like at a certain point, like, you make it so nice that you sort of lose what you're trying to gain by going that route. You want to travel the world, and you want to get out in nature and stuff like that, but I guess you want to take your penthouse with you or something. I, I don't know. For me, it's like kind of leaving some of that stuff behind, security systems, and too much of those nice things is part of the charm of getting out in the wilderness okay so if i had all the money in the world i would buy one of those yeah and i would hard, never use i'd garage it and then when like you know it hits the fan right we, that's where we leave it we go grab the earth roamer and right. we go take off but otherwise yeah it almost feels like it's just too too much mass to be moving around on a quick trip to the woods like it's too much it's too big yeah camper van though it's like hey let's go camping everybody jump in yeah yeah sweet or um i honestly feel like kind of the the overland build the type thing or maybe you have like a, a or a camp trailer i guess could be the same thing you can get so you can get camp trailers too that um are lifted and high and right. you can tow behind you can take your off-road yeah your four-wheel drive vehicle but they've, they're fairly small you can't get, right. you're not going to have a giant one um and also oh by the way i would take Expensive. a well they are yeah. but i would take an airstream in a heartbeat yeah in a those heart are, are so cool. my wife does not see the the airstream as i do like she's like it's a waste of money like she's like it's nice but why would you ever pay that much for something like that i'm like because it's an <laughs> airstream, airstream. <laughs> <laughs> it'll last a an entire lifetime um, and we have, it doesn't have a slide out. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, <laughs> but they are freaking beautiful. Yeah. And the thing with those for me, and I'm kind of a nostalgic guy, like I like things that are built really, really well and are somewhat timeless. And I feel like yeah. Airstreams are kind of that they're built extremely well. They're timeless. I don't, you know, the, the trailer that my in-laws rented um, we were talking about it afterward because they were thinking we want to buy that they want to buy another trailer um, one of these one of these years and, and stuff because they use it a lot and I was asking what did you think about this one they said well it's extremely cheaply built and well I, I don't know that they said extremely but they said it's pretty cheaply built it's uh, lightweight which is you know nice for pulling but it's cheap it's just not built that well they're kind of uh, just like most things these days, they're very much, uh, what's the word, disposable, I guess. You just like use them until they break, and that's not a lot of time, and you pass them on and buy a new one, and like you kind of, you want to buy something that's going to hold up. And, and this is, this podcast is being recorded in the 1960 capture. Right. Heck yeah. So I was looking up some earth roamers. I know we've talked about earth roamers before on this podcast. But I was just curious, how much are they, right? So I was looking at their used inventory. Do you know what a used one costs? Uh, they got to be over 200000 
The cheapest used one is three hundred and thirty thousand. <laughs> all the way up to four hundred and ninety thousand. Oh my gosh. How long are they? Uh, there's various different sizes. So don't they make the body of the Earthroamer in one giant like like there's no there's no seams, right? Like they somehow mold it in this one giant deal and then they yeah. drop it on the frame of the vehicle the truck. And I think it's independent of of the cab so that it can like you can four wheel drive like you know like you you can access it from the cab but the coach part is actually on a different oh yeah system so, so the cab moves yeah, separately from the I think so huh. yeah, yeah they're, they're these cool things are really cool but they're like watertight they're like it's all it's yeah. all one deal it's yeah, it's crazy crazy vehicle yeah pretty wow. cool yeah. Anyway, there's just a random. Airstreams aren't cheap either. No. I mean, no. they're new. They're ridiculous. So I would. It'd be nice to get it. It'd be nice to buy an older one and just refurbish it. But mm -hmm. um, they're they're also very pricey. Yeah. What? When you say ridiculous, what are we talking? They're like a hundred grand. Uh -oh. They're eighty to a hundred. For like a twenty-five, thirty foot. Yeah. These. I think the cheap ones are. I mean. They have tiny ones that might be around 30 or 40, but they're very pricey. Yeah, like the Globetrotter, which is their shorter one, or one of their shorter ones, I guess. Oh, the flank. Oh, now we're getting down to the small ones. 50000 for, like, a the Bambi. That's tiny. That thing's tiny. That's like you could pull it with a... V-dub. Yeah, something. Yeah. <laughs> the Bambi, fifty grand. The nest, which is even smaller, forty-three grand. And the nest isn't worth it because I mean, it's maybe it is, but it just grand. doesn't look like it doesn't have the same look as the traditional right. airstream. So you you don't get that going for you. But I mean, I'm I'm looking at the one that kind of reminds me of an airstream, just a standard airstream, the Globe Globe Trotter or the Classic, ninety-six thousand or one hundred fifty-eight thousand. Yeah. New. They're sweet though. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> cool. Well, I don't know. I don't know if you, if all those listening, find this type of stuff particularly interesting. I think, interesting I or think not, vans are. I mean, the reason they're so popular and van life is a thing is is because of the flexibility. It kind of gives you all of those benefits. Dude, that's nicer than my like house. What are yeah. you looking at? The airstreams inside, oh, the, inside airstream. the airstream. Yeah, they're like quilted leather that's why Matthew McConaughey bought one and lived in one for a while they're freaking nice yeah that's what all the stars buy well that's why I'm gonna all buy one yeah. I yeah I yeah I just wanna be like them so that's <laughs> I'll buy their I'll buy their used one after it's gone through like four other people so that I can finally we were looking for to build this podcast studio I was looking at Airstreams and uh, but my budget was like three grand, right? <laughs> so, so See, there's a place in Utah, in the middle of the desert somewhere, and he um, he drives to Canada and basically pulls these airstreams out of the ground somewhere in Canada land, drives them, parks them in the in the desert in Utah, and then um, very wealthy people will, because I call I actually called him, and uh, my budget he laughed at, so. Um, because he'll fix them up and customize these airstreams for people and he sells them for ridiculous amounts of money because i was just curious like okay if i bought the shell that he pulled out of 
the dirt in Canada, how much for the shell. And that they can go as low as like three grand, five grand, eight grand for just the shell. But sometimes you've got to even like get new wheels and bearings. And then like, the, like they're not, almost not even pullable and there's nothing on the inside. It is literally a shell. You've got to, you got to start from scratch building that thing out. And so that's a way to go if you have the time. A lot of people will buy them thinking they got, they'll do it. And then they just run out of steam and money or whatever, you know. Right. So, but that's what, that's what he does. I was looking at that as an option for this studio until we found this. Because once they're fixed up, now you're going to pay thirty to $60,000 on just a refurbished one from a really old one. Right. I'm like, well, yeah, I don't know that kind of thing. So, found this, found this 1960 bad girl <laughs> in, uh, in Idaho. Nice young couple. Right nice. Yeah. Cool. Well, all right. Thanks for joining us for the podcast today. Um, please subscribe if you haven't already, and please share with your friends if you would. Um, also, go visit uh, gear30.com. That's spelled out G E A R T H I R T Y.com right now because we have our Father's Day sale going on. And uh, you can plug in the code. What is it? Happy? It's Happy Dad. Happy it's still Dad. going on. That's Happy Dad, yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> and, uh, and get a discount on Father's Day gifts. So, And we happen to have the best Father's Day gifts, the ones that the dads actually want. Not just underwear. Right. We have that, too, yeah. and it's really good underwear. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so, uh, yeah, check out gear30.com for that, and uh, you can follow us on all the different social media things, uh, Instagram, at gear underscore three zero, uh, YouTube, uh, just Google or just search Gear 30 and you'll find us. Search Gear 30 Podcast. On YouTube? Yeah. Gear 30 Podcast? Yeah. Or, gear, or gear 30. Oh, Gear 30. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I was thinking of our podcast. Yeah. Uh, we have videos up there. Yeah, you're at Gear 30. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, if you search Gear 30, you'll find us. And uh, I think that's it. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you on the next episode. See you out there. Ooh.